Welcome to the Ford Marketing Podcast, the podcast that covers internet marketing strategies and leadership tactics to move your business forward with your host, Joshua Jarvis. And welcome back to Ford Marketing Podcast. That's the number four, RD Marketing. And Ford, in case you were curious, is actually the word Ford for moving your business forward. And so that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Again, I am your host, Joshua Jarvis. And if you have uh, been listening for the last, uh, I don't know, a few episodes, um, we've covered Facebook A to Z. We went through the 12 sort of lead generation tactics for Christmas, like the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, And then we went all the way through sort of SEO. So if you're curious about what search and optimization is, we went in pretty deep on it with, um, I think it was six or seven episodes of just kind of picking it apart. Um, Also, a great episode is one of the first ones we did. We talked about mistakes that uh, people make with SEO. Uh, That's a great episode to listen to, uh, mainly because we took it from uh, an infographic that um, SEMrush did. So some great information. It's been a great year of podcasting. This is going to be the last episode for the year, and so I'm super pumped about that. So just kind of wanted to recap what we've been over. You can get all the show notes, as always, at forwardmarketing.com slash podcast. There will be show notes there. There's a, the last few episodes. There's actually a video, but I'm going to have to post that later. Uh, and so just uh, bear with me on that. If you're listening on the day this is released, if you're listening you know, a few weeks later, then you know, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. So but one of the things I wanted to talk about, especially in this sort of season when we're seeing family and sort of taking a break from our business, uh, I understand most of you probably already have business plans for next year and you should. Like if, if you haven't done that yet, that's a big deal, big problem. But if you are just kind of thinking, you know, you just take a zoom out for a second about your business and be thinking of that, I wanted to talk to you about what I am super passionate about. And I really think it can help you uh, grow your business. And one of the things, uh, as we go into this, I want you to kind of listen with an open mind in a sense that uh, a few weeks ago, we did an episode called Future Proof Marketing. And uh, I think in 2018, you'll see that it'll be a class or a video series on how to do that, how to implement that. Uh, but the reality of it is, is that one of the most important things that that, that podcast uh, and the slides and all the things is actually to get to that why the thing that actually drives you and gets you excited about your business because I think you can get you can create a business that attracts others. One of the things I'm most excited about is is really I have a belief that I believe that businesses can change the world, and the reason for that is is that as a business it implements systems uh, with people and they and they're leveraged and they create an efficiency in a in some cases an exponential efficiency that could not be completed by yourself. But divine of business doesn't mean that I'm not talking to, when I say I'm talking to business owners or business uh, entrepreneurs, I'm not talking to um, GM CEOs. I'm talking about you you and I I mean there's a lot of businesses out there where it's just one, two, three, you know, multiple people but not this isn't necessarily this big business that like IBM or something. Uh, and in fact, in some cases, these businesses have grown so large that they're sort of lose their impact because they lose sight of their original vision. Um, it may surprise you to know that Coca-Cola has a mission statement to refresh the world. And what I want to talk about today is businesses that can and do change the world. And so we'll start with Coca-Cola. It's Atlanta. 
uh, if there's only one type of soda that I will drink, and it's Coke. And so, uh, because I am an Atlanta homer, uh, I, I root for all the Atlanta teams. You, If I re- relocate to another city, I will still always root for my losing teams in Atlanta. And um, thank goodness for the Braves that one year. But other than that, yes, I will root for my losers. But so Coca-Cola has this really great sort of mission statement to refresh the world. What most of us don't know about that is that they actually have an organization uh, that is go, goes around and tries to provide uh, water and other things to uh, these countries in need. Now, they don't make a big deal about it. They totally waste the effort uh, there. I think that they could do a lot more with this. I think they could actually unite a lot of people. Their best marketing strategy right now is probably to go after that, but they don't. So let me give you another example. Uh, there's a Most of you have heard of Tom's Shoes, right? There's this Guy sells the shoes, and when you buy a shoe, another person gets a pair of shoes, right? Someone in need has a pair of shoes, and that's pretty famous. I think there's a really great, uh, I'll put a note uh, show in the show notes, I'll put a link to an interview with Tom on, I think it was storybrand.com, uh, the podcast. I'll put a note on there for you for that. And so I'm not going to retell that story. Uh, I'm going to uh, tell a story about someone that I actually know personally. In our church, there's a gentleman named Jace Raby, and he got the uh, he started off as a commodities sort of broker with nuts and fruits and dried those dried fruits and those sort of things, and he had done some uh, served some time over in uh, he had done some time. Jace, if you're listening, I am not saying that you uh, served time in a prison, um, but you were in Benin, and so. So anyway, he, he get this idea to do about cashew processing. And so he goes over there and he creates this amazing business to, to, to process cashews. And I'm really just sort of butchering the story. And if we can get him on next year, I will absolutely bring him on to interview him because uh, it's such an inspiring story. But so he goes over there and does the cashews processing thing. So here's a uh, lily white guy going over there and creating a business where the, the country is predominantly, well, they're all, they're all actually African and the language is French. And so he's creating this company and the purpose of the profits. In fact, that's the, one of his, uh, nonprofits is, uh, it has to do with that is to take the, the profits and actually sew it back into the community. And when I heard this, I heard about this, that this, this gentleman, uh, gave up his life in the U S to live in Africa, to create a business that not only just that not only can impact that community, but he's actually impacting the country. And it's so influential to me that it says, you know, why, why can't other businesses do that? And so we've seen that over the course of really the last few years that, that there's more social entrepreneurs. And I think the danger is, is that you go so social that you miss out on the business. And, and Jace is a great example of this, is that he is a very, very sharp business person and just chooses to use the profits to impact the kingdom, impact the, uh, the kingdom of Benin and, and the whole area there. So, uh, Anyway, that that just really inspired me. And again, like I said, I, I really believe that businesses can change the world. So so how do you go about doing that? And really, what areas uh, can you impact? I mean, really, if you're, uh, let's say I was in real estate, for instance, and, and so uh, I had a team of five. So are we going to be able to impact the country of the United States? No. Are we going to be able to uh, influence or impact my state that I'm in? You know, probably not with five people. But the key thing is, is that, that you know, that there's a, a saying that says one matters. You know, if you know anything about me, you know that, that I follow Jesus and Jesus cared about the one. 
And so whether you believe in that or not, uh, it's not so that that important, but the impact that you can make on one individual is, and that's, that's where you start. You know, you've ever seen that movie, pay it forward. That's the idea behind it. And so that, so you can impact immediately. The first people that you impact is your team. And so when you think about your business plan and you, and you zoom out during the season, what can you do to influence your team? Now you're already influencing them financially because you're paying their bills, but could they see you doing something to steward that? One of the things I found out when I was in real estate, and I see this in a lot of service industries, particularly with commissioned sales jobs, is that there's a lack of understanding on how to manage the money uh, as it comes in. Because you could get, you know, you get these really, really nice fat checks uh, once a month. I mean, not once a month, but once, and then you know, next month comes around and there's no money there, and so financial education is big and so so that could be an initiative if you have a, a lot of commissioned salespeople you could implement a class financial peace university or crown financial um, you could look around for these classes you don't have to recreate this but what a great impact that you could have on your own team some other things your culture one of the things that i loved about keller williams when i was there and this this this, this podcast isn't all going to be about real estate or my time at real estate but what I loved about them is that there were certain aspects of their culture. Yet they got away from it. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not going to try to throw them under the bus here. But they got away from a lot of the things that I thought made them uh, super successful. But there was some really key sort of anchors, if you will, to their culture that remained no matter what happened, no matter what season we were in, no matter what the, the new team leaders were doing. And one of them was this open sharing culture where you know you could help someone else out even though they were a competitor. You know, my son is in this uh, uh, robotics league, and they have this this term called cooperation, and and to me, that's the probably the 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 best word for what Kel Williams had that I really enjoyed was that, as well as um, every year they did this thing called Red Day, where they got all the agents together and they sort of banded together to help out an organization, and that's what I'm going to challenge you to do is that don't don't necessarily get the team together on you know in January and say hey you know. Um, I have a heart for, you know, for the homeless. And so we're going to create an initiative to go do that. I've seen a lot of, especially small business owners do that after, after hearing a you know message or a sermon or um, going to a conference. And the, you know, what happens is, is that you get a lot of, a lot of uh, energy, a lot of excitement. And then after about the first quarter, uh, if you started this in January, for instance, after the first quarter, it tends to die out. So a better, a better approach might be to go after an organization that's already out doing that and partner with them. Now, you can, you can do the easy thing and partner with them financially, um, and that, there's a lot of value in that. Um, in fact, that's probably what these organizations need most is, is your financial resources. Uh, but also, you know, invest in your time. Also in marketing, uh, you, can, you can cooperate with them. There is a, a real estate team here locally that partners with um, the uh, Children's Hospital. And, you know, yes, it's totally a ploy. Yes, it's a marketing tactic. But yes, it works. They are donating money to the Children's Hospital. And, you know, this is a great partnership. So that's something that you could certainly do. Um, so your culture. But most importantly, when you are impacting your team, it's through your leadership. And so be engaged, at least in the leadership of that. Take time to do that. If you're really sort of thinking that I'm blowing smoke on this or not bringing uh, some, some clarity with tactics on this, you know, read a John Maxwell book. Read 
um, something about leadership. Read the Simon Sinek. Start with uh, start with why. Get to the whys of your team, because outside of your family, the people that you lead, the people that you pay, you know, that you're paying to work with you, uh, are the ones that you're going to impact the most. So let's start there. You start sort of with the team, the people that you meet, and again, uh, I would apply this to your family uh, first, and then go to the team. So who else could you impact? You can impact your clients. Now, you may not have had thought that. You might not have thought that through. Um, but time and time again, a lot of the successful people that uh, I hear the interviews of, of you know, when that customer, uh, customer service is just through the roof, it's because they've developed some sort of customer experience. What if you were to take that lens of, of sort of trying to make an impact, you know, positive impact, and do that for your customers? And so um, it could be, you know, just little things that you do. Um, what if you did that financial class that you did for your commission salespeople? What if you offered it to your customers? I don't know if that's appropriate depending on the industry, um, but see, let's say you're a financial planner. And uh, one of my friends is a financial planner, and he's a, a Bo Henderson in Gainesville, uh, Georgia. And he, so one of, the thing, one of the things I noticed about his business is he gets a good number of people who he can't help. Now, most financial planners actually have this problem. They have a lot of people who reach out to them uh, in the early stages. They're curious about what to do with their money. They're kind of, you know, scared. But because of their, they lack the resources, they're not good targets for, um, they're not, you know, good sort of paying customers for a financial planner. You know, what Bo has done is he spends time with them, teaching them, you know, sort of how to manage their money using one of the one of the techniques and this is a Dave Ramsey term but the debt snowball and so if these clients come in and they have debt they actually don't have a net you know net worth they have a debt worth and so they come in and he helps them with that and so that's that's another way that you can give back is to think about what you do for your clients is there something that you could do above and beyond that would uh, sort of impact their lives in a positive way what if you partnered with them with the same organization we talked about previously? What if you said, you know, we did a clothing drive or something like that and you involve your customers? Not only are you making an impact, are you doing something good, but you're also, it's also sort of a marketing thing. And that's what I want. And that's really the kind of thing I want to hit home is that it's not just enough. It, yes, it feels good to give back and yes, it feels good to give. But what if you mixed your business with the way that you're giving instead of just sort of separating them? And I think that's the biggest thing I see. I see business owners come in and they think that their giving life should be separate from their working life. And it's not the case. It should go hand in hand. And when it does, you're able to go from this, this sort of success mentality to this significance mentality. So yes, yeah, so anyway, that's uh, you can impact your clients. Um, and then from there, that's how you impact the world. So you impact your team, you impact your clients. But most importantly, if you do all of this, you'll actually impact yourself. Um, and really, that's probably the place that you should start. But um, as you do this, as you go through this whole process, you will, you will inevitably start to change in yourself and change in your mind. So uh, when I went through this whole thing, uh, we started off with... Well, first, I had heard this story about Jace and how this man just, you know, he gave up everything, went over to Benin, started this cashew processing thing, and now it's one of the largest in that country. He's doing multiple things over there, just won a grant, you know, now he's going to do the steam thing. And, but the people that he's employing, you know, he's not bringing in other people, he's employing Benin 
uh, Beninese people. He's giving them uh, a living wage over there, not something that like, so he's over, basically overpaying. In fact, he's got other cashew processors upset with him about that. Um, he's building hospitals and schools and what and, and drilling wells all over there for that, really for that nation now. And I had heard that and it really sort of inspired me to say, okay, how could I do this in my own business? And at the same time, there was other books that were coming out and like that start with why. And so I looked at that stuff and I said, okay, what do I really want to do? So I went from just sort of putting the real in real estate because, you know, my personality was that um, that was sort of my tagline, if you will. And it was because I was so sort of raw and brutally honest with people and went from that to moving families forward because we had a heart to see families sort of changed and wanted to do that. So what we did is how did that look like as we you know sort of implemented this process is it meant that we sort of looked at families as our own extension of our own family so sure we did a few extra things that maybe were like customer service oriented like help coordinate their moves a little bit more and be a little bit more involved but then we also took it a step further and we looked for other families that we could help as well and so one of our agents actually identified a family that you know their house was falling apart the husband was trying to work, but he's he basically was cutting grass in the area, and it was became a well, actually sort of a well-known um, sort of poor family in this in this sort of rural community, and so we you know we banded together to try to help them, and you know just something changes on the inside of you when you do that. You know you start helping people, start giving. You see what life is really about. It's not about uh, a business is designed to make profits. And money is not is not good or evil in itself. It's what you do with it and how you how you think about it. But you can use the profits for good. And so uh, that's sort of the message that I have. Um, I have a nonprofit called Heroic Event, and it's where we talk about this, where we bring in nonprofits, we bring in uh, business owners that are uh, basically their desire is. To, to go from success to significance. And most of the time, they sort of fall into it. But there's a system, there's a way to do this, and this is really what I want to get you guys to think about, especially during the holidays, is what could you do, something small, pick one thing that you could do to just move slightly closer to making a, at making a difference. So what's one thing? So that's, you know, there's, a, there's sort of a clarifying question, but just one thing that you could do that if you did it, would make a better, a bigger impact on the world or your community or yourself? What's that one thing? Is it just starting to give? Is it to go look at your budget and say, I can take out 1% of my budget for giving in charity? If you did that, what if you said, in the next five years, I'm going to go from 1% to 5%. So every year I'm going to increase a percent. And you did that. What would happen if you started budgeting your giving in there? you probably, I mean, you'd be blown away by the things that you're able to do. Um, and I don't want to make this, this podcast about me, um, but one of the things we were able to do was actually go to Cambodia. So I met with Jace and said, I want to do this in Cambodia. And I said, so what do I need? Give me baby steps. And he says, okay, you need to do the research. So I did the research. He says, you need to do, uh, you need to connect with people on the ground and find out what's going on over there. So I did that. And then, and he says, okay, now you're at the point where you actually have to go. I'm like, what? You mean I can't remote control this? No, no, no. You're going to have to go. And so we went to Cambodia and we actually saw things on the ground. I looked at real estate, found out what I needed to do in order to sort of replicate his business over there. 
And that's what, so that's what this thing can do is that he started this. He didn't know that he was going to inspire me to do something. He didn't know that he's going to inspire me on a mission to do this, but it was just sort of in him sort of following this process that he started to make an impact, started to influence others. And that's really where I think there's a lot of power in it. And now he's got people lining up to hand him money and do deals with him because of the influence that he's done. And so, so it wasn't by design that he says, oh, I'm going to be a giver because I'm going to be able to get. But that's exactly what happens. And it's sort of life works that way. And it's sort of counterintuitive that when you give things away, you feel better and you make a better, better, bigger impact. Well, that's it for today really is. I just really wanted to give you guys the, um, just my heart on businesses. And that's when we went from moving the families forward to moving businesses forward. And so, um, the purpose of, of this podcast, not this individual podcast, but the purpose of this podcast is to give you some tools to help you grow your business. Really, I mean, in profit. I mean, that's really what it's about. But the idea is that you that I would hate for someone to listen to my podcast in the next this next year, and all they got out of it was how to make more money. Because ultimately, the important thing is, is like I said, the impact that you're going to make on the world and go, like I said, go from success to significance. And so if you're at the very beginning and you're sort of, you're a brand new business and you're in survival mode, I want to help you go from survival to success. But if you're at success, I want to help you get to significance. So if anything on this podcast sort of resonated with you, I would love to hear it. Uh, email me at joshua at fordmarketing.com. That's joshua at 4rdmarketing.com. And I will actually respond to you uh, personally. If for some reason you're like, hey, I really don't like this kind of episode, but I do like the other things where you cover tactics. We're going to get right back into that starting next year. Uh, We've actually got uh, a bunch of guests lined up to give you their individual sort of lead generation techniques. And, you know, I thought I was really good. But some of these guys have come up with some ways that generate leads that sort of blow me away. I'm actually uh, super, I'm really excited about this because I'm going to learn a ton. And I know you are as well. And so if there's some sort of lead thing that you would love to know, like how do I generate leads with Facebook or LinkedIn? How do I do pay-per-click better? Uh, is there a way to hit this specific target market? Whatever the question is, just email me at joshua at fordmarketing.com. And I'll put it on my list to make sure we cover it in 2018. And so uh, next year, you're going to have guests. You're going to have uh, me coming back and breaking things down. And um, in fact, for the real estate agents that are listening, I just recorded a video of how to set up um, a certain CRM called Follow Up Boss. And so I'm going to post that as well and give you guys access. So anything I'm doing this year, you're getting un, sort of unfettered access to everything that I do. If it's going to help you, all I ask is that you just let me know, hey, this helped me. Thanks so much. I would love to hear that because it gives me sort of fuel to the fire that I'm making an impact. And like I said, if this, especially if this one influenced you at all, I'm wanting to do the heroic event event again. And if that's something that interests you, please email me again, Joshua at fordmarketing.com. I'd love to put together that event. I am not an event planner though. And last time I needed a lot of help. And I got, I got a lot of help actually from a young lady named Phyllis Breach at our church. But if you are interested in attending or learning more about it, again, just email me because that would give me fuel to the fire to really start this thing again. And um, so on that note, I'm going to be done. I thank you so much for listening this year. It's been great. So you'll see the show notes again at forwardmarketing.com slash podcast. And tune in next week as we start our sort of lead generation series for the year and really dive in. 
to some different lead generation techniques. The goal of each episode next year is going to be that you have one thing that you could do after you listen to the podcast, you could immediately implement in your business that would generate business for you. Not every one of these not every one of these lead generation tactics is going to be free, but most of them are going to be low cost because I'm asking for the lowest hanging fruit that these experts know. And there's some pretty big names on here, names that you wouldn't know because they're not in books or anything, but big names as far as the positions that they hold in these different companies. It's going to be pretty impressive. So uh, looking forward to it. I hope that you have a Merry Christmas and a great new year. And thanks so much for listening. You've made this, this whole thing such a blast. All right. Take care.